Welcome to Ideal Conditions, a Polygon podcast. From controlling temperature and humidity in buildings and food plants to restoring critical documents like x-rays and rare books, we're here to explore the challenges and solutions for interior climate management and remediation. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Ideal Conditions, a Polygon podcast. I'm your host today, Tyler Kern. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of the show. Today, we're talking about condensation in food plants. We're going to talk about what condensation is, why it occurs, and why it's such a big issue, and how you can deal with it. So this is going to be a really great conversation. Joining me today, we have two subject matter experts. First, we have Mark Wicker. He's the product manager for food at Polygon US. Mark, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining me. Oh, thanks for having me. Well, we are thrilled to have you along, sir. And we're also thrilled to be joined today by Nick Klein, Director of Client Development for Polygon US. Nick, welcome to another episode of the show. Thanks for joining me. Thanks, Tyler. I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we're thrilled to have both of you guys here today. So on the topic of condensation in food plants, let's start off with, with maybe just the most basic, uh, you know, kind of basic question that we can. And that is just what is condensation? Uh, give us a, just an overview and an introduction in terms of what is condensation. Yeah, so that's an excellent question, and I know it's it's one of those things that's kind of elusive to a lot of people, But so we'll try to make it kind of straightforward here. So condensation is essentially when the, the moisture that's a, it's a vapor form in the air, whenever it gets to a surface and it condenses out, it turns into liquid, and that's condensation as we see it. So the things that drive that are the amount of water vapor that's in the air, and in food plants, we know that there's there's a lot of water in the process, right? So we always have a lot of moisture that's being added to the air as it evaporates. And then as it finds its way to cold spots, um, you know, cold pipes, uh, a ceiling, something, a surface like that, it condenses out and starts to drip. So I would say that's that's maybe the, uh, I would say the technical side of it. To a, a poultry plant, condensation might be the the worst enemy. Enemy That might be another way to put it, you know, because it, it just causes all kinds of problems. And uh, it everywhere it surfaces, it's just, it's just a nightmare. Condensation is an adversary, is an enemy. Mart, anything you want to add to uh, to Nick's comments there on just what is condensation? Oh, yeah. You know, from my past experience of working in the food world, uh, you know, in my opinion, condensation is one of the plant's worst nightmare to hear on that radio when it comes across. Because, you know, it has such of a domino effect of the process from where the area the condensation's at and where all the steps are taken to resolve that issue and the checks and balance that it has before you ship product again after you get the condensation under control. That's a that's a that's a great point. So, Mart, I suppose a, a natural follow up to to what is condensation might just be what causes this. If this is such an adversary and such a such an issue within food plants, then what causes condensation in the first place? Well, you know, sometimes a lot of these plants are designed at certain. Burst per man hour is going to be ran throughout the day, you know, also throughout the year as plants change the design of the layout, it could cause other heat BTU factors or moisture issues or uh, on top of that in the area, which can uh, either have vapor barrier problems where they might have changed the plant, might have left some holes or cracked in the walls or ceilings, you know, it could be not inadequate ventilation as their processes change, they might not have had enough uh, HVAC system or exhaust or intake fans. And, uh, you know, if you added more people or more pounds per man hour, it could actually, you know, add more humidity to the space. And Nick, any follow-up to, to Mart's comments there just on, on what causes condensation? 
Sure. Yeah. Two two little other points that come to mind are you know the the natural flow of a plant actually causes condensation. Um, you know, one of the key principles in any food processing plant is to maintain your your clean to dirty barrier, right? So we make the dirty side of the plant, the plant where we're doing the part of the plant we're doing the harvest and all those sorts of things. That's actually what we call negative, right? So that means that it's it's sucking air into it. That way, the air that is on that dirty side does not migrate over to the clean side of the plant where we're doing the processing of you know making food for people to eat. So that that in itself means that you know air can't come from nowhere, right? So if we're pulling air out of the dirty side, then it's got to come in from the clean side, which means it's coming from the outside somewhere, right? So if we don't treat enough of that, um, and that's oftentimes what happens, is that that air that's infiltrating the plant to keep the clean to dirty um, flow uh, has moisture in it from the outside. And that's why we see in the, the spring and summer, uh, we tend to have more issues because of that coming in. Um, and to get a little technical, um, the other thing that causes uh, condensation is, is mother nature, believe it or not. By its very nature, water vapor is one of the lightest things in the air. You know, it's two, two hydrogens and an oxygen. Hydrogen is the second lightest atom, right? So we've got two of the almost lightest things you can find coupled with oxygen, which isn't all that heavy itself. So it migrates up towards the ceiling. That's where it collects. That's where it condenses and falls. So I always tell people, if that were the opposite and uh, water vapor were heavy, it would condense on the ground, go down the drain, and not be a problem. But because of Mother Nature and the way it works, uh, it is a problem. Mother Nature not doing us too many favors there with with that one, then Nick. So so as you explain that, it's 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 pretty clear why condensation occurs. So then the, the natural question then I, I think is, why is it important to get rid of it? Why, why do you not want that excess moisture in these facilities? Yeah, well, the, the excess moisture is ultimately what, what ends up being condensation, right? So yeah. if we haven't managed enough of the moisture in the air, either through uh, you know mechanical or cooling dehumidification, where we condense it out and you're evaporating the plant, or if we don't have you know some sort of external drying, treating that air that's coming into the plant or do something with the moisture that's added in the process um, and we get too much of it and it exceeds, like Mark mentioned earlier, the dew point at the ceiling where, where, where it all kind of collects, um, then we get condensation. So, you know, and that becomes a sanitary issue. As everybody who's listening to this, I'm sure knows, you know, when you get condensation, you have the potential to drip, which is contaminants potentially coming down the food. So, um, you know, we need to be proactive about it and try to do something to basically beat the devil before he beats us. <laughs> Mart, any follow-up to, to Nick's comments there on just why why it's so important to control and to manage condensation? Uh, yeah, of course, you know, uh, it's cross-contamination point blank, you know, because that moisture or water vapor in the ceiling or overhead structure, you know, it, it helps hold in and helps grow antimicrobials, you know, bacteria that could be harmful to the product and to the end consumer as well, if it's not, you know, cooked properly. But, you know, that's why it's so important to, to get rid of it, you know. Uh, with it not being in control, you know, like I said earlier, if condensation is in one part of the plant, it basically stops the process. Either if it's killing product, killing uh, uh, whatever you're doing into the process, it stops everything. And then there's CCP checks in place where as they go along and check these points, critical control points, they all have to line out correctly for they're able to get back up on process. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a great point. And so, um, Martin, let, let's follow up and talk about some of the ways that that Polygon helps control 
condensation in these sorts of facilities. What are some of the solutions that are provided um, that, that can help manage these issues if this is a massive problem that people are, are, are battling against? Well, it just depends on what part of the process we're looking at treating. Say, for mm-hmm. instance, if it's uh, a kill process, generally they're at an ambient temperature or, you know, 80s to 97 degrees. There we would like to do what, what I like to call a pre-cool dehumidification system through a desiccate dehumidifier where we can drive those grains down, which is moisture in the air, and get really good low dew points to help control and combat the condensation from forming in the process. And then also if we're doing like a second process and where it's cooler conditions, we like to do like a pre and post cool system where we can pre and post cool 100% outside air and we can kind of deliver whatever the customer would like for us to deliver conditions at. And Nick, any, any follow-ups just to the solutions that are available to, to condensation uh, issues? Yeah, some of, some of the other things that we do coupled with, you know, the things Mark was just talking about was, you know, we have a really strong uh, IoT offering. We call it our exact air platform. And we can actually use that to, to do a couple different things that really benefit our, our clients and customers. Um, one is just the straight monitoring condi- conditions, right? So if we're keeping an eye on the moisture levels, the dew points, temperatures inside the facility, you know, we can use that to help predict when there's going to be an issue, right? So again, we're, we're preventing the devil before he gets us, right? So we see something coming, we see, you know, temperatures, moisture levels start to rise, we can, boom, we can turn on an exhaust fan, we can do something, we can alert someone, that sort of thing. Um, you know, the other thing that we can do, like Mark talked about, is we can create that condition that makes it okay, right? So a lot of times, one of the things that we're asking is, at what point do you start to have this issue, right? And what we're trying to drive into is there's a time of the year, there's kind of that, that point where you, you took one step too far and things fell over the edge, right? So mm-hmm, if you can mm-hmm. figure out what time of year that is or what step in the process that is, we recreate the condition that was okay when it's no longer okay, right? So we kind of recreate the baseline to hold you in. Um, and another thing that, that we can do oftentimes is uh, you know automate systems so that they work when you need them. Um, you know, every, every, every night, you know, all the, all these plants, we need to go through a a sanitation cycle, right? Which is where we clean, you know, the whole plant so that it's safe to make food again the next day. Um, you know, part of that is you use a lot of water, a lot of heat, you know, all these sorts of things to do to sanitize coming out of that can be really troublesome. You've got a hot, wet environment that you now need to make cold and dry so that you avoid condensation. So we need different conditions at that time you know, at, at like 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. when you're just coming out and recovering from sanitation as opposed to 8 a.m. when you start having birds flow through the plant, right? So we'll actually automate systems to either use that smart controller, that IoT system to feed back and go, okay, now we've hit the point where we can really drive down the cooling and without causing condensation, um, or even just, you know, do systems automation so that at certain times of day, certain things come on, certain things come off, um, you need that extra cooling during the daytime. At the nighttime, you need it just to be hot and dry air being fed to the plant. So we, we can actually automate the systems to, to benefit the plant in those ways too. Nick, are there ways that people have tried to remove condensation unsuccessfully or, or other methods that, that people employ to try to deal with this issue that, that really just don't work? Yeah, sure. There, there's all kinds of things that, that people try. You know, one of the most common ones we see is fans. Um, mm-hmm. You know, fans sometimes, you know, buy you time. Uh, my concern with fans is that you're kind of just blowing the problem down the stream, right? Um, if you if you have a moisture problem in one area and you use fans to treat it, you've just kind of blown that to another area of the plant. You know what I mean? 
Um, another thing that we see that's quite common is, you know, believe it or not, it's, it's people mopping the ceiling, right? I mean, I've, I had a plant once where there were 20 people that did nothing but mop the ceiling all day long uh, to keep up with the condensation. And, and it was, it was troublesome for them because they were just trying to keep, trying to keep ahead of something that was always fighting them. Um, and we were able to get them to a point where they were able to, you know, eliminate that problem and, and those people trying to, to keep up with something that was always, you know, kind of seemed like it was one step ahead of them um, by doing some of the things we talked about, recreating the right situation of that incoming air and, you know, fixing plant air flows and things like that. Um, so, yeah, we, we see a number of things that people do in an attempt to kind of, you know, combat the issue that is, is kind of elusive to them. And Mark, given your experience in this industry and, and your knowledge of, of how things work and how things go, it can't be good for a company or for a business to have 20 people spending their time mopping a ceiling, right? Like that's not good for the bottom line. That's not good for your output, all of those things, right? Oh, no. no of course, when you start putting people towards a problem, that naturally it takes your manpower away from your process. And what I mean by that is if you're not processing your pounds you're required to produce, you're losing pounds per man hour. So naturally, that, that's, that's one thing people are, are facing. They, they take away their workers to try to cur- fix a problem, but then in the end result, you know, the, the lines are down, putting people at it, you're not producing anything. And like Nick said, they, they add fans. You know, uh, I can remember in the past that I've added fans in the process, but it puts it to another area in that, in that process. Uh, you know, one other thing that people like to put up is plastic. You know, on top of plastic, it has to be dated every day, changed periodically. It cannot carry over to the next day. So you have manpower on top of that, hanging that as well, changing it and cost to try to put a problem instead of trying to put put a system together, design together, and uh, to where to help combat the condensation. Yeah, that, that that's absolutely right. And I, I think... Um, it's good to point that out. And, and Nick, do you have any follow-up to, to what Mark was talking about there, just in terms of um, using manpower in that way and, and the cost associated with it? Um, I think, you know, Mark put it pretty well. You know, it's, it's taxing on your infrastructure. It's taxing on your people. Um, you know, in today's world, we're all having trouble finding people too. So now the, the slim resources you were able to get, you know, are being put towards something that isn't revenue generating. That's really kind of painful. So, um so yeah, I think that's that's a good summary of it. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a really good way to put it, and I like how Mart uh, described that issue. So guys, as we start to wrap up this uh, this episode of the podcast today, um, any final thoughts that you have, or, or anything that uh, maybe just given what you've seen with this particular topic out in practice in the industry that you want to cover and that you want to make sure that people are aware of. So Nick, any final thoughts that you want to share with our audience here today? Um, I guess you know, a final thought that I would kind of add out there is that you know we're we, when we get a call for a plant in trouble, you know, it's always kind of a, an intense situation because it's it's costing the plant money. A lot of times they're having downtime, all these sorts of things. So we do our best to respond as quickly as possible. Um, and I, I'd say, you know, the, the first thing that we start to try to look for is everything is is everything in the plant working properly. You know what I mean? And that's one of the things that we can kind of help with. It's not I guess maybe not our core business. You know what I mean? We're, we're in the, the business of, of helping people solve their problems, all that sort of stuff with dehumidification, cooling, all these things. Um, but, you know, the first eye I'm kind of putting on things are, you know, what is maybe the thing that the plant sees every day so they don't see it anymore? You know, maybe there's an exhaust fan that's supposed to evacuate during 
their recovery from washdown. It's not coming on anymore. You know, so, sometimes a fresh set of eyes can help those things. And um, yeah, that, that's a way we can be helpful, right? So we, we try to be there to help, um, not just with providing our solutions, but with being a partner of the plant. And that's you know one of the little things we can do to try to help out. Excellent stuff. Yeah, I think that's very well put. Mart, uh, final thoughts, uh, anything you want to share here on the show? Uh, yeah, just you know, give Polygon a call. You know, we're just a phone call away. Uh, just let us know what time of day or night we need to be there so we can walk the process with you and help you solve the issues that you are having and facing. Excellent stuff. Mark Wicker, Product Manager for Food at Polygon and Nick Klein, Director of Client Development at Polygon as well. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Ideal Conditions and uh, sharing your thoughts with us. Thanks, Tyler. Thanks. You have a great day. Excellent. You guys have a great day as well. And everyone out there, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the show. We appreciate it very much. Of course, for more, make sure to visit Polygon's website where you can find other podcasts just like this one and read other materials and see their solutions and the things that they provide there as well. And of course, you can also subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to stay up to date with the latest. And stay tuned. We'll be back soon with new episodes of the show. But for this one, for my guests today, Martin, Nick, I've been your host, Tyler Kern. Thanks for joining us.